everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, And just wanted to say hello to everybody out there listening. Hope everybody's doing well. I know the summer is uh, dragging on and kicking some people's tails and also being very profitable for some people and also being challenging for some people. Um, I know that uh, last weekend I went to go visit my friend Greg and the anticipation was going to be that his band 95 was going to do a concert at a local venue called Tammy's and they were unable to perform due to the fact that their drummer Cade um, came down with uh, COVID variant, the Delta variant. Now, <clears throat> there's been a lot of things I've seen online, people saying, is this something that's caused just because people have gotten the COVID shot and they're still getting sick? Is this a variant only because people are getting the the shot? Is this because the vaccinated are the ones who are getting it? Like, there's a lot of questions that people have. And I don't know, as just an average person, I don't know the answer. I wish I had answers. I wish I could tell people. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who are supposed to be in the know wishes they had answers for people. But none of us really do. I mean, we're all still trying to figure this out as we go along. So I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Years ago, whenever uh, hand sanitizer became like a cult and people were like, we got to have this hand sanitizer, we got to we got to coat our kids down, man. We can't have them out there just being exposed to the elements like they were hooligans or, or primitive ape people. Uh, we allowed people to just kind of go willy nilly. And I mean, as kids, I grew up drinking out of water fountain. I mean, water hoses, not water fountains, but water fountains too. water hoses and touching doorknobs and picking my nose and that kind of thing. And for the most part, I am really healthy. Um, there's a lot of people that come down with weird sicknesses that seem like it's almost like their immune system is just not strong enough to fight off normal everyday things. And it's sort of disturbing in a way. And I don't know why. I don't know if because of this hand sanitizer world where maybe they, as young children, didn't get enough of viruses introduced to them on a regular basis that they had some kind of immune system buildup. Or if it's just that you know, these viruses continue to find a way and they found a way through whatever sources they could find and people are just getting sick just because that's what happens. I don't know. I don't know the answer. All I know is uh, even through all of it, I seem to be pretty healthy and people of my age and my background also seem to be healthy. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, so moving on, uh, I had a great visit with my friend Greg and Josh West. I'm really glad that Josh West was able to come down and hang out with us. Uh, he lives in Salisbury, Maryland, and we talked about his band, um, Dad Jokes. They perform around there. And both of them are really good singers. I posted some videos on YouTube of them singing. Uh, I tried not to have videos of myself because I'm holding the camera and I had some videos of me singing with them. And because I'm holding the camera, my voice kind of booms them out of the sound. And that, that, that wasn't what I was looking for. I mean, we were having fun and I was just kind of recording casually and sort of on the, you know, portion of it that I give a crap about is posting it for you guys to view. I want to be able to look at it as I get older and go, Oh, well, I remember that night. That was fun. But also, I don't want you guys to look at it and go, mm, this is cringeworthy. I mean, I get it. We're not all each other's cup of tea. And especially if you hear your own voice, like if you ever record yourself and hear your own voice. I remember the first time I heard myself on a video, I thought, God, is that what I sound like? 
like to me, I hear my own voice inside of my own skull rattling around in the bones and, and whatnot. And it sounds normal to me, but I hear it outside of myself in a video. And I'm like, is this really what other people hear? Hmm. I don't know if I like that. And we're all critical of that. We all hear ourselves and go, eh, I don't know. Is this, is this okay? And I'm sure that like performers, like professional singers and stuff like that, hear themselves at times and go, is that really what I sound like? Or if you're an actor, you see yourself on screen and you go, is that, is that really what I look like? I mean, it's weird when you're looking out of your own eyeballs versus seeing the reflection back, right? So anyway, um, I tried to post a couple of videos. Of course, immediately, you know, copyright infringement things came up. Um, I wasn't looking to monetize them. I was like, I'm just going to let these go, but I just want them to exist. So I just let them go. And I got things from YouTube saying, hey, this is copyrighted, but we'll allow it. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. They're just there for me. Okay. Me and my friends. So we can look at them and we can enjoy them as we get older because we'll get older at some point. And people look back one day and they'll go, I don't know. Is there any videos? Of oh, look, there he is. There's my grandfather or whatever, whatever the case may be. So it exists there. So there. Um, let's talk about some stuff that I've heard because I heard a lot. I got to go on this trip down to visit Greg and Greg lives a good six-ish hours away from here, uh, depending upon which which way you go. Uh, on the way down there, I talked about the fact of stopping in at, at Bucky's in Warner Robins. And I took a small video there. I should have done more video, but I didn't. Um, that was cool. Uh, on the way back, I just drove straight through and I got to listen to quite a lot of podcasts. Now for me going on a trip, I like to listen to podcasts that keep me engaged and keep me distracted from the fact that I'm on this grueling task of driving in a straight line for a really long time. Uh, I am so thankful that we live in a, in a day where technology allows us to use a GPS to go turn left ahead, turn right ahead, go 35 miles, then turn right. You know, like, oh, thank God that somebody knows the way. But I also am thankful that there's such a thing as podcasts. And there was one in particular that I listened to the most on this trip. And that was Dan Cummins, uh, a, a podcast called Time Suck. I first heard about Time Suck from my friend or from actually from my brother, Alex, who was like, you got to check this out. And I'd heard Dan Cummins on Bert's podcast, the Bert cast. And Dan was a very interesting guy. He's a stand-up comedian, but he also in the, in the beginnings of podcasting had an idea for a podcast where him and his wife, Lindsay would kind of discuss these issues of things that interest them. And time suck does a lot of interest on uh, serial killers and murderers and stuff like that. And also cults and stuff like that. And he does so in a way that's entertaining. It's almost like you want to find them the worst possible situation because that's going to make him make the most jokes throughout it because he's trying to lighten the mood. And I listen to a lot of different cults. I mean, <sighs> you would not believe the stuff that I heard him talk about. Um, the, the, the vampire Dusseldorf, uh, that, that was a creepy, crazy scenario where this guy would uh, have sex with animals and with people and would sometimes stab them a lot because it made it more exciting and, it's just creepy, creepy, creepy. Uh, this guy apparently got into hitting people with a hammer at a certain point and just hammered a lot of people in the head. Not all of them died. Uh, crazy scenario. Really crazy. Listen to one about a, a husband and wife team that both of them were raised in very incestuous type families where when they got married, they 
eventually uh, had sex with their own kids, uh, you know, molested them, raped them, uh, murdered one of them or a couple of them. Um, also, you know, did so with many, many, many others. Crazy scenario. Uh, <laughs> but listen, if you're looking to mindlessly take yourself out of the idea of having to drive for thousand, you know, for I don't know how many miles, I'll just say a thousand miles. It's not that far, but let's just say a thousand miles. And you just want to zone out. Hey, listen, Time Suck is a really good podcast. And he does a great job. There's a great team of people that help him put it all together. The Bad Magic team, they're really great. Um, I I totally enjoyed my drive. Uh, even on the way back, uh, I listened to a few. The uh, Jody Assange, was it Jody Arias? Um, murder of, um, what's his name? Alexander. I can't remember the guy's name. Jason Alexander. Is it Jason Alexander? No, that's the guy from Seinfeld. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy scenarios. I'm listening to one now as I cut the grass today on cults and how cults start and how cults are very susceptible to a lot of people looking for answers and not quite getting the answers from what's around them and how restrictive a lot of religions are and the fact that they keep bringing up more religions that have their own variants and it's easy for cults to prey upon people because they can go, listen, they don't have the answers, but I do. All you got to do is follow me. And listening to all this, I kept thinking is a lot of people are disenfranchised. A lot of people just feel like they don't have anybody that understands them. Nobody listens to them. Nobody follows along with what they're saying. They all feel like, oh, I just got to find somebody that knows what they're doing and I'll follow them. Like there's a lot of sheep. There's a lot of following going on. There's not a lot of leadership. And the people who are leading are usually at some point taking advantage of those who are following them. I mean, it usually leads to rape and incest and murder over and over and over again. I mean, it is terrifying how much of this happens. I listened to one podcast that Greg has actually talked about on his podcast, Five and 40, uh, about a cult um, guy started up in Brooklyn and eventually moved down into Georgia where they built these pyramids and ancient Egyptian sculptures and stuff like that. 40 foot high pyramids. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And this guy apparently uh, molested and had sex with over 1,200 underage kids, um, having children with many of those children as well. <clears throat> the most, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what the most disturbing part of that story was, but the fact that when they tried him, they could only try him for about 200 of the incidents because they felt if they brought forth all 1,200 of them, that the jury would find it unbelievable. What? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> they said it would take so long to bring up every one of those cases that they just limited it to 200. They just said, let's just talk about these 200. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. And this dirtbag apparently is still in jail alive and trying to get out because he's like, uh, they're, they're, just, they're just out to get me, man. It's, it, it, it's these white people. They're, it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy story. So anyway, um, yeah, thank you, you beautiful bastard, Dan Cummins and the Bad Magic team for putting out such a great podcast. Thank you to my brother, Alex, for turning me on to it. Thank you for the friends that turned me on to it as well. Um, I had several, uh, Chad Powell, uh, <clears throat> Champ Lambert, I think, and maybe even, maybe even Byron Covington. I'm not sure. But anyway. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, hey, you got to check this out. This is really good. 
Um, but Bert was saying that early on. I mean, I think Dan Cummins is one of Bert's first 50 podcasts. And he told him then, he goes, I love your podcast. And then like, I was like, what is that? I had to listen to it. And it's great. It's really great. Doing a great job. Keep it up. Um, I also, last night, uh, got to catch up on Two Bears, One Cave. Bert's back from Serbia, and he's been doing podcasts with uh, Tom Segura. Really funny stuff. Um, apparently, Miss Pat is back. She's uh, been putting out a show of her own that's sort of like Roseanne, but from her point of view kind of thing. It shows her raising a family and dealing with different issues that a family has. Uh, Hulu was apparently the first people that were on board with making the project, and they had filmed like, I think she said they filmed like eight episodes and then they backed out of the project. They were like, ah, we just decided we can't show this. So BET online now has her show, the Miss Pat show. So if you have BET online or you have the access to find it online, uh, go check it out. Give Miss Pat some support. Uh, she's a tremendous podcaster, uh, guest, uh, comedian, uh, very talented lady, very awesome story of her survival and her, ability to adapt and overcome all the situations that she's had in her life. Um, a really inspirational woman. You got to check out Ms. Pat. So anywho, uh, with all the podcasts being said, um, I did want to talk about some shows that I watched. Okay. So I've been constantly talking about the bad batch, which is a star Wars themed show on Disney plus, uh, it's the stormtroopers that were genetically modified from Camino that didn't quite follow orders. These guys were mutated in a way that made them superior in their own special ways, but also it affected the way the inhibitor chip worked whenever the Order 66 came to kill the Jedi. Uh, of the five of them, or actually of the four of them, one of them was like, mm, okay, I guess we're killing Jedi. Like he immediately was like, we must follow orders. And the other three were like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Because their chip didn't work right away. So it was one of those things where they were sort of separated and polarized against each other. And Crosshair was the one who had the problem with this order being enacted. Like he immediately was like, okay, kill Jedis. They're like, whoa, we were just helping the Jedis. How can you just all of a sudden flip a switch? Because they didn't get the same order. It didn't work in their brain the same way. It wasn't like this was hardwired into his brain, just like it was for all the other stormtroopers, which is why a lot of people don't understand this clone wars thing, why they suddenly turned on the Jedi. It was all planned by Senator Palpatine and the which became the emperor. So <clears throat> order 66 happens, Crosshair turns on them. They spend the next several episodes trying to find their own way while Crosshair tries to hunt them down. He's working for the empire. They meet up with him last episode and he confronts them and says, all right, this is your chance. You can join me or you can die. And they're like, you're only saying that because of this inhibitor chip. And that's, and that's what the big reveal is. He turns his head to the side and he goes, no, I had my, my chip removed long ago. And so this episode is them going, wait, what? Like suddenly they have to work together because the empire thinks, okay, he's not done what he's supposed to do. Let's abandon this plan because he's obviously broken too. And they go to fly off and they, they just destroy everything on the planet. Like they open fire on everything. They destroy the city of Camino. Only one of the Kaminoans uh, get to leave there. Their head scientist, which I think uh, that, I don't know if it's a guy or girl. The Kaminoans look sort of like giraffe people. They have really, really, really long necks. So 
this top scientist is taken in and, and there's a scene at the end where they go, well, we have great plans for you, obviously, because they're going to try and do some sort of project where they use the, the DNA from maybe Palpatine um, to try to create clones. I mean, that's going to be in the process as well. That story is going to bridge across. We may see this Kaminoan in the Mandalorian series coming up. This, this person may come up later. And I don't know the person's name. I know you're going to be like, who is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's got one of those weird alien names. So anyway, uh, this is stuff I heard, not stuff I know. That's a different channel. So <clears throat> so anyway, Crosshair and his, and his buddies, his brothers are there and they're fighting against each other. But all of a sudden, they, the Empire opens fire on the city. And the city, the Kaminoan city is, is like a city on top of water that's like got structures and stuff. But now it's all sinking into the sea and they almost drown. And Omega has to come to the rescue and save Crosshair at a certain point with the with the help of her droid AZ. And AZ and Omega come up with a plan to try and save all of them in the process. Omega and AZ almost die, both of them, and Crosshair actually saves them. So he sort of helps them out. Like he sort of realizes, oh, like you help me, I need to help you kind of thing. They get to a platform at the very end. And this is supposed to be the scene that, you know, this songwriter had posted that he was told to write really sad music that makes you want to cry. I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't feel tearful at all. Like, I understand this is supposed to be sad that the Kaminoans all died and everything else, but I don't feel sad. Like, I, there's this is not what I thought would happen. I thought that surely it would be Omega dying or maybe Crosshair died or maybe Hunter died or there'd be some separation that would cause a huge dramatic sadness I mean, I get it. The genocide of a people is terrible. But, like, we aren't invested in those people. Like, the Kaminoans weren't really sentimental to the viewer. They didn't make them essential to the story enough that you go, oh, no, all those Kaminoans. Like, we only saw, like, two or three of them ever. So, okay. So, the city's underwater. Everything's dead. Um they get to a point and they're like, Crosshair, come with us. And he was like, no, you're still fighting for the wrong thing. You need to be on my team. And they basically tell him like, look, Omega tells him, she says, you're still their our brothers. And, you know, whenever you get over this, we're still here for you. And that's how it ends. And I'm like, okay, they obviously need a season two. It's almost like they wrote the season and then at a certain point went, how do we make more of these? Because this is really good stuff. And it was really good stuff. I wasn't expecting to like Bad Batch as much as I did, but it ended up being great. So thank you to the people at Disney+. Plus. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Thank you, John Favreau. You guys are awesome. Whoever else is involved, thank you too. You, y'all have done a great job. Thank you for keeping the children in our stupid brains alive and excited for the next new thing. Because I am. I'm, a, I'm excited. I can't wait till the next new thing comes out. It's great. Um, okay, so switch gears a little bit and talk about Outer Banks 2 on Netflix. Now, Outer Banks 1 sort of hit Netflix last year and caused a big craze because a lot of people were like, oh my God, this is such a good show. And it was good. It's filmed in such a way that it's very exciting and every episode seems like it's life or death and all kinds of things can go crazy. It's sort of goonyish with the, you know, a pirate treasure you got to find. And yet there's, there's bad guys after you. And, and yet it's, you know, got some 20 year old, you know, 20 to 30 year olds that look like they're supposed to be in high school supposedly. And, you know, of course, everybody's super good looking. 
And the first thing I noticed whenever they have the intro is they're driving across a bridge. It's supposed to be Outer Banks, North Carolina, but they're driving across a bridge that I know is the Alapalm connector between uh, Isles of Alapalm and Sullivan's Island. I'm like, I know that bridge because I've been on that bridge thousands of times. I used to work down there. I, I, I worked down there for six years. And I was like, that's, that's in Charleston. That's not Outer Banks. And of course, it was filmed in Charleston. Um, they talk about that. They talk about um, online how they were filmed in, in that area because of the fact that they had a studio there and because of the actors there and because of the scenery. And the Outer Banks, I've been to the Outer Banks before. It's not very scenic. I mean, there's a lot of private area. There's a lot of closed off area. Um, it's not exactly the kind of place you want to film stuff. The weather's very unpredictable. They get hammered with hurricanes all the time, which is why the Outer Banks even exists. Uh, they built those so that they could impact some of those waves coming from the hurricanes. Um, but there's a lot of that stuff that's just, it's very strung out and very not connected and very difficult to film anything in. And Charleston's not. Charleston's set up for you to film some really cool content with a lot of different scenery, a lot of different people, a lot of different backdrops, and it looks beautiful. Um, season two is no different. Season two is very beautiful. Uh, but to me, the whole show peaked at like episode seven. There's 10 episodes in the season. Episode seven was the one that was everything's going wrong. I can't believe how in the world they're going to get out of this. And then suddenly they get out of it. And it's almost like the last couple of episodes was just them going, well, we got to make more story because there's a season three already added. It's like they could have ended it at that episode, but they were like, well, let's, let's get another story spinning. Cause we got another, a whole nother season to do. So I don't know. I know a lot of people like it. Um, I enjoyed it for the fact that I knew that one of the actresses in the show, um, my, was it sister-in-law by marriage? Adrian is a stunt double for the woman. Uh, she posted pictures on her Instagram of them side by side, um, filming down in Charleston, resting pogues. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm happy that, that all of this is going on and I'm happy that the, that the crew did a great job. The, the show looks good. Um, Again, they could have ended the season and the show at episode seven, but they kind of just kept going. So anyway, uh, Outer Banks is pretty good. Check it out. Uh, don't watch it before bedtime, especially the first few, especially the first season or the first seven episodes, because you're going to be wide awake in your, in your bed thinking, well, what happens next? And you're like, I got to watch it. And if you don't, if you have the discipline to not turn the TV back on, you're going to spend the next couple of hours rolling over in bed going, I can't calm down. That was, that was intense. And it, it is intense. It's got a breakneck kind of speed to most of the episodes with just the right amount of tension and, and, and stress and endorphins that you're, it's going to be hard to sleep. So, uh, good show. Not crazy about the last few episodes, but good show. All right. So let's talk about the new Marvel thing on Disney plus, which is called what if, what if comes at the tail of Loki. Now in Loki, we learned that because of Sylvie and Loki's decision with um, he who remains, we'll call him that, um, they broke the timeline. And because the timeline is broken, we get to see the, all the variants of timelines that go on in different directions. And so this is filmed as an animated show. And 
all of the actors have come back and done the voices of all the people, which is great. They could not film this with the people because it would have cost more money than both Avengers movies because there's so much to film. Now, the first episode is about Captain America. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, just stop listening now. But I'm going to talk all about the episode. So this episode is in the time where Steve Rogers becomes Captain America. He gets inside of the little tube and they're supposed to inject him with the super serum. And then he becomes Captain America. And in the meanwhile, Hydra is trying to stop the thing from happening and steal some of that serum. A decision is made. One variant. This is the variant. Peggy Carter decides not to leave the room while this goes on. Instead, she stays in the room. And because of that decision, things happen differently. She notices what's going on with this guy. She sort of stops the thing. But then in the process, Steve Rogers gets shot and he can't get in the machine to become Captain America. But it's at just the right time where somebody needs to get in it now or it's not going to happen. And so she jumps in the machine and uh, Tony Stark's dad presses the lever and she becomes Captain America. But not really Captain America. He puts a little twist on it because she's from Britain. She becomes Captain Britain. And so Agent Carter becomes Captain Carter. And she kicks butt. Now, Steve Rogers lives. They save him. And they recover the Tesseract. And at a certain point, uh, Tony Stark's dad builds basically the first Iron Man suit with the Tesseract as its power source. And it is cool. It's a cool variant of a story. The whole thing is a cool variant of the story. I love it. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, they get to fight this cool thing with Hydra and this, this monster comes out of a thing and she goes into the thing and comes out 70 years later. And there's, listen, <laughs> anything they're coming up with right now for Marvel is so much fun, but it's also setting us up for more things. Like this is going to be one of those shows where if you didn't watch this, then everything is a step. So like if someone were to come in right now and they were to go, okay, so what's the new movie coming out? And they go to watch like, I don't know, Dr. Strange multitude or the multiverse of madness. They're going to go, I don't understand what's going on. Well, you got to watch 40 other things to get to this point. Cause you do. Cause each one is a step. Like you can't watch one as a casual fan and go, Oh wait, who are those people? Cause it all means something. It all adds together. It all is like one giant lifetime worth of movie because that's how the comics were written one story leads to another story leads to another story they all have a history they all have to go together they all it's like pieces of a puzzle and if you're missing a piece you got to go back in and fill in the piece so um i'm enjoying the what if so far there's only been one episode it comes out every wednesday uh jeffrey wright is playing the watcher and the watcher is supposed to be a species that watches things happen in all the different multiverses but they're not supposed to interrupt or interact and i love the fact that he's narrating because jeffrey wright is a great actor got a great speaking voice i loved him in westworld holy cow so <clears throat> oh and westworld's coming out with a season four yes! i'm so excited about that that's gonna be so good westworld man who the thunk huh <laughs> god what a genius show if you haven't seen Westworld, go back and watch Westworld. Holy crap, what a good show. 
It'll blow, it'll blow your socks off, baby. If you can understand what's going on, you got to make it through a whole season to understand what's going on because it's, it's trippy. God, whoever thought of that is a genius. Um, so anyway, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we are actually, I'm actually kind of dressed up right now because we're going to a friend's birthday party tonight. Uh, our friend, you guys have seen Kelvin on the show. Um, he has a new U counseling center. Uh, his wife, Karen, her birthday, she just turned 50. Uh, we're having a special birthday party. So kind of dressing up nice. I'm not wearing a t-shirt like I normally am. It's a nice polo. It's very nice. It's very, very soft. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you haven't seen this on YouTube, check it out on YouTube. You can find me under Joshua Peak. If you haven't heard this, it's on the podcast, Stuff I Heard. If you haven't checked out the uh, website, check out www.stuffiheard.com. If you've got any suggestions on what I can do different and you know how to let me know, cause I don't know what I'm supposed to do different. Uh, <laughs> I got merch on there. There's a merch link. Uh, but yeah, drop a line and say, Hey, tell me you're listening. Tell me what you liked and what you don't like. I mean, I'm going to be a little sad, but cause I know most people don't like this, but I like it. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Uh, but if you like it, tell me what you like. If you want to be part of this, let me know if you want to be part of the conversation. Hop on here. What are you afraid of? Listen, everybody has a voice and they hear their voice and they go, do I sound like that? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just get on here. We'll have fun. Okay. If anybody can do it, then you can too. Right. All right. That's it. I'm going to end this. Uh, I always end this by saying, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. And as always, cue the cow. Moo, baby. (laughs) 